This is Retirement Radio with Eric Cheek from Nevada Retirement Planners. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Eric provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Retirement Radio with Eric Cheek. Hello and welcome back to Retirement Radio. My name is Eric Cheek from Nevada Retirement Planners. Now, if at any point during the show you want to learn more information, feel free to give us a call. That number is 775-674-2222. Or, of course, you can visit us on the interweb at nvretirementplanners.com. Now, if you drop into the website, feel free to head over to the radio page, check out our past shows, and subscribe to our show on iTunes or Google Play. That'll ensure you're always kept up to date with our latest episodes like today. Today, we're going to talk about Medicare, and it is Medicare open enrollment. And uh, certainly when it comes to preparing for retirement, there's no shortage of components to consider. We've talked on the show a lot about making an income plan, deciding when and how to file for Social Security. We've talked about the impact of taxes uh, that they may have on your retirement. And just a few of those issues that you may need to address. So crafting a retirement strategy that is capable of supporting your lifestyle and rewarding the years you've spent in the workforce, uh, it's no easy task. In right. fact, it's a challenge, a financial challenge, unlike uh, a lot of our listeners have ever faced before because they haven't been old enough. So just a reminder, we at Nevada Retirement Planners are not affiliated with or endorsed by any government agency. And that's a good thing. <laughs> right? In many respects, yes. <laughs> yes, in many respects, yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I shouldn't tease, but you know, the government. Uh, the government. You're much more efficient than that. Let's just put it that way. Everyone is more efficient. <laughs> yeah, we could go on about the government, but yeah. Uh, yeah, we're talking about Medicare today. But before I jump into that, I have a lot of questions regarding okay. Medicare. You know, All right. you know, the older I get, the more important, the more I start thinking about it a little bit. I mean, I'm, I've got a ways to go yet, Eric, but mm -hmm. uh, I do have a lot of loved ones who are on Medicare or soon to be so. Uh, for other older family members, I'm concerned about this as well, and I know it gets more and more complicated each and every year, especially with the cost of health insurance going up. Oh. But yeah, uh, we'll dig into that. First, I have to find out how's everything going for you at Nevada Retirement Planners? Indian summer in Nevada. That's all I have oh. to say. The weather is crazy beautiful, and That's we nice. love it. Yeah, it's it's just great. So we just, uh, we enjoy it while it's here because we know it will not stay. Uh, and uh, uh, I made it through um, Halloween unscathed. Uh, so it was really good. I actually got a bullhorn and I messed with some of the kids that were coming up to the house and <laughs> gave you? them a shot. Yeah, I gave them a shot with oh. a bullhorn just before they were ready to hit the doorbell. And it was hilarious. 
That's although funny. some of the parents kind of gave me a weird look, you know, I'm like, hey, man, I'm just messing around. It's called <laughs> trick or treat, right? I mean, what's the harm in scaring your kids uh, momentarily and then sure. they get rewarded with the bag stuff full of candy? But yeah, it was kind yeah. of fun. Yeah, that is fun. Well, we had some fun on Halloween as well. We love that. And my, you know, I have three kids. They've always loved Halloween. Of course, now they're older, but uh, my oldest daughter and my wife and I uh, set up a card table in our driveway. And even though it's cooler, you know, at night, uh, it was nice. And so we put the candy out there. We put up, you know, some Halloween props and a lighted, big lighted pumpkin. And then uh, I wheeled the, uh, have a little portable grill. Uh, or actually a portable a fire pit, um, and set that in my driveway, and a bunch of neighbors came over, and, uh, you know, uh, we, kids roasted marshmallows. It was a blast, and we that gave out fun. candy, pizza, and to the adults, beer, of course. Um, Ooh. Uh, but we had our whole cul-de-sac was there. It was great. We had a really good time uh, seeing all the little kids in their costumes. It was so much fun. Yep. And it was just a great neighborhood get-together. I've always loved Halloween. It's always been fun. Yep. And I don't understand people who don't like it. I think it's fun to see all the people get dressed up and once in a while get dressed up for a party or two myself. So that's yep. always fun. I did that for years when my kids were yeah. little and yeah. had a blast. I, I uh, got to live out all my fantasies, you know, all my favorite yeah. uh, comic book yeah. heroes and stuff. Yep. Who's the Who's the giant Batman with you? Oh, that's our dad. <laughs> that's you know, awesome. Yeah, you know how hard it is sometimes finding a, a an extra large uh, Batman costume. You know, when you're getting close to Halloween. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, and you're a tall guy too. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Batman's yeah. an extra large. Well, speaking of scary, that's my segue. Speaking of scary, healthcare. Yep. And Medicare and its yep. open enrollment. So. Uh, let's talk about Medicare. Uh, you know, why is it important, Eric, to have a retirement strategy, and how does Medicare play a role in that? That is such a great question, and and here's how I answer it. You know, on on our show, we talk about retirement planning and all the things that people need to do to prepare for that day when they're not going to get a paycheck anymore, and. So we go through all these things. So you've done all this work. You've done everything you're supposed to do to set aside money, to invest it, to leave it alone, to let it grow. And now you're going to retire. And for someone to not think about the threats to the, their finances, you really only have two when you're retired. Uh, the, the two major threats to your finances are market losses, where you experience just a really bad period where you lose a lot of money in your investments and it's gone. And the other scenario is where you pay out a lot of money in medical expenses. And so it makes so much sense in my world to just say, hey, we're gonna get old someday. And when that day comes, uh, we might need to go to the doctors or we might develop some type of chronic illness or something that's going to need medical care. And the cost is astronomical. So oh. let's plan on how we're going to handle this. And so that's why I think it's so important uh, for pre-retirees and, and, and retirees to have a Medicare strategy. Yeah, I think 
just like you'd have a social secure or social security strategy or a retirement income strategy, Medicare, you also need a strategy. But but why is that? Uh, how does this help people uh, protect their quality of life? Well, it does it in two ways. If if someone just says, "Okay, I'm just gonna uh, I'm gonna accept Medicare at 65 and be done with it," uh, they may have the perception that Medicare is going to pay uh, all of their medical costs. Now, Medicare covers most uh, and, and certainly a very high percentage of uh, costs. But Medicare has co-payments and deductibles uh, for the services that you require from them. And so, uh, for example, uh, Medicare pays 80% of outpatient medical costs when you go to the doctor, so on and so forth. Um, And it pays 80% of the bill for durable medical equipment. That's somebody that needs a, a hospital bed to recover in in their home after surgery, or more commonly, someone needs home oxygen use. So I can tell you this, that's a bill you do not want to pay even 20% of home oxygen uh, service. It's very, very expensive. And so uh, most people will have a Medicare strategy to address uh, these areas of Medicare where Medicare yeah. makes you either pay a deductible or a copay or whatever. And, and, and the quality of life is just, just imagine this. Uh, and I tell people this, this is not the point of your life when you want to start collecting coupons and shopping for where you can get medical services cheaper than somewhere else. Uh, you know, clip coupons to go get diet Coke, uh, two for one at your grocery store. Oh, Do sure. not clip coupons to uh, go to a healthcare provider. Um, and, and you wanna be able to access the system and not be held back thinking about what it's going to cost. So this is why you need a Medicare system and this is why it, it affects the quality of life. Um, if you have a good strategy and you're not concerned about the cost, then you can get referred to doctors, specialists, whatever, and you can make decisions based on what's best for your health care, not is what what's best for your pocketbook. Yeah. Yeah, good point. And I think you've already covered why it's important to have a Medicare strategy. I mean, obviously, uh, medical costs and understanding it. But uh, to get us going here, bring us all on the same page, give us an explanation of Medicare. Well, Medicare is our federal social insurance program for people who are 65 years or above or certain people with disabilities that are under the age of 65. But to simplify it, uh, since the 60s, Medicare was designed to insulate vulnerable uh, people in our population, the elderly, from bankruptcy, from medical services. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so it was it was uh, rolled into law in 1966. And uh, it's gone a long way in making sure that that those that need it the most health care can receive it. So it's a a great program. But it basically is broken down into four parts. There's Medicare A, B, C and D. Medicare A and B are what's called original Medicare. Uh, Medicare Part A 
covers someone when they're hospitalized. So just imagine yeah. that uh, bills go into Medicare for someone and Medicare sits there and they, they, they segregate those bills that come in. Are they hospitalized or not? And so part A covers someone where they're an inpatient as a hospital at a hospital, they stay overnight. They're in there for several yep. days. And then there's a schedule of how Medicare pays that hospital bill. Uh, there's deductibles and co-pays uh, that, uh, that need to be addressed. Uh, and so Medicare, even as good as it is, was never designed to pay 100% of your medical expenses. So that's Medicare Part A in a nutshell. Medicare Part B covers medical services. And so you can think of it when you have to go to a doctor, uh, you have an appointment with your internist, or uh, you uh, have to go get a blood test because your doctor wants to see if you uh, have some kind of condition that uh, it will help him diagnose that. Uh, so just imagine doctors get paid uh, through Medicare Part B hospitals get paid through Medicare Part A. And that's the way the ah. system was for years sure. and years. And then um, uh, really smart people in Washington were trying to think of ways that they could lower uh, the costs of Medicare. And so back in the early 90s, uh, these insurance companies that deal with Medicare were saying, you know, the government wastes so much money, we can do what Medicare does at a much lower cost. And so Medicare uh, called the bluff and said, okay, insurance companies, if we give you X amount of dollars per month uh, and turned over uh, uh, a certain population to you, how would you take care of them? And so that's where Medicare Part C uh, came about. Uh, it used to be called Medicare Choice. So you would have the choice. Oh, I I, I've uh, heard that. Yeah. yeah you would have the choice of remaining in Medicare or opting out of Medicare and joining a Medicare choice plan, which was Medicare pays an insurance company in a hospital uh, to take the place of Medicare. And, and, and certainly in some cases, uh, Medicare Part C uh, works better than original Medicare, but it kind of depends on the individual, what kind yeah. of services that they need and where they live uh, because Medicare Part C, these are geographic insurance plans because they're tied to a certain hospital to provide the care. And so uh, it, it just gives people more options when they turn 65 as That's to how cool. they want to proceed uh, sure. as they get older. So they have a choice. They call it Medicare Advantage now. They don't call it Medicare oh. Choice. Uh, so Medicare, Medicare Part C yeah, is Medi Medicare Advantage. Oh, it's Medicare Advantage now. Now, yeah. what about D? Now, Part D was added uh, starting in 2006. Prior to 2006, so from 1966 to 2006, Medicare did not cover prescription drugs. Oh, wow. The idea was that the most expensive thing that someone's going to have to pay for is a hospital stay or ongoing trips to the doctor. So that's where all the funding to Medicare went. Um, but as people started using more and more prescription drugs, it became more of, and more of an expense. And so Medicare funded and passed laws that changed Medicare uh, 
And so starting in 2006, Medicare started covering prescription drugs. And so that's Medicare Part D. It specifically addresses uh, prescription drugs. Uh, One thing I want to say, Eric, is that I used to think this way. And, um, you know, I feel dumb now that I know. But I always thought that when I turned 65, that I didn't have to worry about health care costs because I would be covered by Medicare. Mm-hmm. And then I th- then I heard, no, there's a low monthly premium. You have to pay for some of it. Uh, and then I find out, no, there are premiums and there are deductibles and only certain segments are covered. I think a lot of people out there don't understand that. Have you, I mean, am I right or wrong about that? Have you encountered people who come to you who don't think that Medicare has costs involved or that they need extra insurance? It is a misconception and, 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 um, but a lot of those misconceptions are handled in the six months preceding uh, their Medicare enrollment because of the avalanche of mail they start getting <laughs> from insurance cup. Oh, sure. Tony, it, it's, it's absurd. The only thing that it rivals in terms of the volume of mail is the volume of political ads that we're all receiving right now because oh. the election is next Tuesday. Yeah. So it it is it is enormous. And and what it is is it's insurance companies advertising for their supplemental insurance plans. It's insurance companies advertising for drug plans. It's Medicare Advantage plans affiliated with hospitals uh, advertising for their plans. And people are just, uh, they're they're not prepared for this. And it's very, very complicated to navigate. And so what is a person to do? Are they going to really sit? Are they going to read through the Medicare guide? And, And this is what's laughable too. The Medicare guides for 2018, it usually takes Medicare four or five months to get out the current guide for the year that they're in because oh. they're, they're, they're compiling these guides for, what, 35 million people? Um, and so oftentimes, you know, we'll get an actual official guide from Medicare, you know, mid-year. And we're going, well, that's great. This, this, this is for good for the folks that uh, uh, are, are enrolling in Medicare through the last of the year. But what about the folks in the middle of the year or early in the year? So it's just very, very hard. So what we do is, is we just simplify it for people. We don't have any agenda as far as directing them one way or another. We just explain how it works and show them the plans available and say, you know, what do you think is the best fit for you? And so uh, all we basically do is just educate them uh, in, a, in a more simplified way. But that's uh, so helpful. People, I mean, it is, people it is. need that. And then oh. you provide that. I think that's yeah. crucial. Yeah, and it's, it's important. It's just like all the other things that we talk about. It's important to manage how much taxes you pay every year. If you don't pay any atten- attention to these things, you know, you, you, you'll wind up paying excessive tax to the IRS. And, and they don't... They don't look at your return and say, oh, you paid too much. We better send some back. You know, they just don't. (laughs) Um, And if you screw up when you're an open enrollee in Medicare, there's no way to unwind it. Medicare doesn't say, 
too bad. You know, they say, well, this is what you have. And you can't opt out of this plan you have until next year during the open enrollment period. So it's important to make these choices and it's important to make the right choices. And a lot of that has to do with just uh, education. Yeah, I, I would imagine it does. Well, that's that's some good advice. But now you, you talk about you're going to get all these flyers, but it really what it is is it's private insurance companies that sell supplemental or, you know, they're authorized by the government to sell supplemental yep. or, yep. you know, advantage plans or, mm-hmm. uh, and, but I hear about this thing called the donut hole. Do I need outside insurance or will regular Medicare through the government uh, cover enough? Uh, if I want to be fully covered, I'm going to have to get some kind of supplemental plan, right? Well, the prescription drug coverage is different. Although it's a Medicare program, Medicare administers the benefits, the cost of getting drugs covered through insurance companies. So they figured out when they were creating this, that it would be cheaper to use insurance companies structures that they already had in place for bill paying and negotiating uh, uh, providers and all this and their billing systems and their premium collection systems. Let's just use them we'll pay the insurance companies to administer it and we'll give them money to do it. And so um, the, the drug coverage is different. Medicare doesn't mandate that you join a prescription drug plan, but mm. you have no coverage for prescription for prescriptions during the year if you don't join a drug program mm. or a plan. Okay. Medicare says, no, 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 no. You can't get payment from us. You have to get it from one of these plan providers. So you're out of luck. You chose not to join a plan and therefore you're going to have to wait until next year in open enrollment and then join a drug plan and then you'll be covered in the following year. Now, the reason they did this, and I see it all the time, is I'll get 65-year-olds in my office and they're going, Eric, we don't want to pay $30 a month for a Medicare drug plan because we don't take any prescription drugs. And so we don't want to pay for something we're not going to use. And I say, well, then do you carry auto insurance? Well, yeah, what's that have to do with it? Well, do you want to go around wrecking your car so you can use your auto? You don't use the drug coverage. <laughs> That's right. For that, you use it in case you have uh, a need for prescription drugs. But really the theory was, is is Medicare wants to compel the 65 year olds that are young and healthy to pay into a system that they're not gonna use to help subsidize the 80 and 90 year olds that are using every dollar in the system to cover their prescriptions. So Medicare puts penalties in there if you do not join a Part D plan when you're first eligible. Um, so there's a there's a time penalty and a monetary a monetary penalty if you join late. And so just oh. be advised of that. And that goes back to becoming educated about sure. how the system works, so you can make intelligent, informed decisions that don't turn around and and bite you in the backside down the road. Sure. And now the, the the last thing I wanted to ask you about is I, I always hear there's always a gap in your coverage yep. and then I hear the term Medigap and then I've heard 
yeah, there's this, they call it the donut hole, where from yep. one point to another, there's a space where you need coverage if you want right. everything covered. Is that right? Yeah. So, so here's what happens. So, so when Medicare started covering prescription drugs, the whole premise of the system was to essentially split the cost of a Medicare recipient's drugs in half. They pay half, Medicare pays half. This was a an enormous upgrade from prior to 2006 when Medicare didn't cover one penny of prescription drugs. So the, the premise was never to have Medicare pay the entire cost because it's just enormous. So the way they structured it is there's money to cover prescription drugs in the first part of the year. And if you go through all of that money that's allocated to you, then you're, you, you experience a period, they call it the donut hole or the coverage gap where yeah. you have to pay uh, 100% of your drug costs up to a certain dollar amount. And if you actually do that, then Medicare kicks back in and they start paying again, but they pay at a much higher rate instead of about a 50-50 uh, share of cost. It's actually a 95%, 5% share of cost where Medicare pays 95% of it. So it's a progression. Imagine you're walking up a step and the first step says that we'll give you coverage after the deductible and you and uh, your Medicare plan will pay $3,750 towards drug costs. So that's the first level of Medicare coverage. There's an availability of $3,750. Once you go through that allotment, Medicare stops paying, your drug plan stops paying, and you're in the donut hole. You ah. stay in the donut hole until you have now spent $5,100 uh, of drug costs. So that's another $1,400, $1,500 that you spend out of pocket. Now they have made it better that why if you do get in the donut hole, you do not pay full retail price for prescription drugs. There's a negotiated discounted price. So you'll pay not the full price for drugs. You'll pay a discounted price, but uh, it's still going to be expensive. And then yeah. once you spend your way through the donut hole, then Medicare kicks back in. And for the remainder of the calendar year, they pay 95% of the cost. So Tony, I've had clients that have never gotten to the drug, uh, the, the donut hole. Yep. I've had clients, uh, I have a new client that just, uh, her Medicare is going to start December 1st and she takes an anti-cancer drug that is $2,500 a month. Oh. So she actually yikes. is going to spend all of her Medicare allotted coverage is going to be exhausted in the first two months. Yep. And then she'll be uninsured for another month and then Medicare kicks back in. So she'll actually use all the money that's allotted in the first two months She'll go through the donut hole in the second month, which will be March. And by April, Medicare will kick back in and pay 95% of this very expensive drug uh, for the remainder of the year. And so it may seem like it, it's an extreme case, but this is a drug that she's going to take. It's keeping her alive. Yeah. And, and she's thankful 
that uh, she's going to have the coverage she does with Medicare's help to, to not have to pay the full cost of this. So uh, it's a great program. It just doesn't do everything that we wish it would do. Uh, right. All we need is, is the ability to have Medicare. Uh, this is the wrinkles of politics in Washington. Medicare by law is not allowed to negotiate with drug companies on the price. Right. So that was the way that Medicare got around that law. And they said, fine, we'll just have insurance companies negotiate on our behalf because there's no law that says, uh, you know, Anthem or Aetna can't negotiate. So that was one of the ideas of having insurance companies run the prescription drug program as they can negotiate where Medicare can't. But think about a silly thing like that. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, there's so much to know. Unfortunately, we're out of time for today's show, Eric. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? Then let's just leave it with the fact that we're still in open enrollment. If folks would like to uh, have a complimentary consultation about Medicare, give us a call at the office at 775-674-2222. Mention you uh, heard the offer on the radio. We'll get you set up even before open enrollment uh, expires. uh, And we'll leave it at that. Thank you for listening to Retirement Radio with Eric Cheek. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Eric Cheek at Nevada Retirement Planners. Call 775-674-2222 or visit their website at nevadaretirementradio.com. Eric Cheek and Nevada Retirement Planners are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.